many parents intuitively understand that punishments aren't as effective as they're supposed to be, but they struggle to pinpoint exactly why. The first and foremost reason is the lack of consistency. Let's consider an example. Suppose there's a young girl who consistently resists when asked to take a shower. The punishment she receives varies each time, depending on her parents' immediate decision. One day, one of the parents decided she would be banned from watching TV for a week because she didn't shower. The following day, faced with the same situation, the parent chooses to she can't use her iPad. On another occasion, her other parent decides she can't visit her friend's house. Each instance results in a unique punishment crafted by her parents. This approach leaves the girl in a state of constant uncertainty. She never knows what to expect, as the decision shifts according to the whim of the moment. A child who is perpetually unsure of what to expect is bound to feel very confused and frightened. The unknown nature of the impending punishment instills fear and anticipation. How would a child, or anyone for that matter, react in such a situation? The common response is typically one of aggression. Our little girl, for instance, gears herself up for the unforeseen, starting to build her defenses. She naturally resists making her uncooperative with her parents because she perceives herself to be in opposition to them. Children in these circumstances are perpetually unsure and often angry, expressing their dissatisfaction quite effectively. Consider this from your own perspective. Imagine if your boss were to make inconsistent, changing demands, introducing a new challenge at every turn. How would you react? Would you simply comply with everything they dictate? Likely not. You would resist because you want to demonstrate that you have your own ideas and opinions. Let's examine another scenario. Imagine your child is incessantly engaged with their iPad. You've asked them multiple times to stop, but your requests fall on deaf ears. This begins to bruise your ego you internally question their disregard for your instructions. Fueled by anger, you resolve to assert your authority. Determined to win this standoff, you abruptly confiscate the iPad from their hand. How many times have you found yourself seizing a phone, iPad, or toy from them? You're then taken aback when their reaction escalates even further. The moment you take the object away, the child becomes rebellious. Rebellion is perhaps an understatement. They might be shouting at the top of their lungs or thrashing about on the floor, weeping uncontrollably. So, what's the next step in such a scenario? Ultimately, you're seeking for a bit of tranquility. What is the typical response? Usually, the parent gives back the item that have taken from them. But is there consistency in this approach? Absolutely not. The child perceives a message saying, My parents are inconsistent. They only use threats. If I scream loudly enough, I will get what I desire. This approach is far from being constructive or effective. 
The second problem with punishments is the absence of a logical link between the penalty and the behavior. Let's examine these examples for punishments. If you're disrespectful to me, I will seize your iPad. If you refuse to get ready for school, I won't allow you to attend a class you love. What conclusions should a child draw from this? Is there a logical connection between their misconduct and the consequent punishment? When they're rude to me, I'll grab their iPad from their hands. What do they learn from this? Apart from the impression that their parents are employing scare tactics, they need to learn the logical connection. When you're rude to me, it means I feel disrespected. Now, ask yourself, what is a common response to insult? It is experiencing hurt or feeling saddened. The child needs to understand that you've been hurt and that you might share your feelings and convey that you need some time to regain composure. In our second example, if a child refuses to get ready for school, the consequences is that they are not allowed to attend a class they love. This doesn't make sense. They might believe that their parents, who are supposed to love them, are willing to cause distress by taking away something they value just to enforce compliance. Such situations can leave the child feeling confused and defensive. Is this the lesson we wish to convey to our children? Do we want to demonstrate to our children that power equates to the ability to punish? How does this make them feel? Let me tell you what it induces. It humiliates them. Yes, indeed, humiliation. It's a harsh term, but it's the direct consequence of punishment. The term humiliation should echo in your minds repeatedly, because that's what will prompt parents to refrain from punishments, to alter their course, to explore different pathways. No parent seeks to humiliate their child. If any of you were to discover an act that humiliates their child, they would rise to their defense. They wouldn't allow it to transpire. They wouldn't allow it to transpire. They would guard, defend, and shield their child. However, through punishments, we're frequently instilling in them feelings of humiliation and fear. Why do we do this? Because often we're not aware of an alternative approach. So let's change this narrative. Let's embark on a journey to discover what can be done instead of resorting to punishment.